0: Hey beautiful listeners, today we are diving into what it was like to go to a place that has been dubbed as the real life Hogwarts. In this episode, I'll be answering some of the questions you all sent me about my experiences there and sharing with you how magical this place really is. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Spiritual Banks Podcast. As a part of my ongoing development, um, not only as a medium, but as a, just a spiritual person, um, I've had the immense pleasure of attending the Arthur Finley College multiple times over the years. I first started attending in 2010, so quite a while ago. <laughs> Um, I'd like to take a moment to um, just kind of share with you a write-up that is on their website, especially if you've never heard of the Arthur Finley College before. They are located in Stansted, England. Um, but this write-up states, The Arthur Findlay College offers facilities unequaled anywhere in the world in the spiritualist movement, as a residential center where students can study spiritualist philosophy and religious practice, spiritualist healing and awareness, spiritual and psychic unfolding and kindred disciplines. Courses, lectures, and demonstrations are all offered by leading exponents, together with additional features of a library, museum, lake, magnificent grounds, recreational facilities, and full board accommodation. So in short, Arthur Finley College is a facility that holds various workshops for those wanting to develop in mediumship and the psychic arts, um, and who generally just want to know more about the spiritualist religion. I will state that I do not identify as a spiritualist. I'm a little bit of a Heinz 57, so there are things that I really like about the spiritualist religion, um that I kind of carry close to my chest, but I don't call myself one. Um, it's rumored that JK Rowland actually visited the college and took inspiration uh, for Hogwarts from AFC. Uh, again, this is just a rumor. I really don't know how true it is. It's really cool. Um, if it is true, it's even more cool. But I, I you know, thought mm-hmm. I'd share that because I hear it a lot. Uh, actually, I, uh, from people that attend, like, oh, did you know? And I'm like, dude, did I know? Yes, yes, I knew. <laughs> um, I first heard about AFC um, from a gentleman by the name of John Holland. Um, John Holland works as a psychic medium here in the States and abroad. Um, he's a Hay House author. He has put a lot of really good resources and material out for um, everyone, really. People that are developing um, and wanting to use these skills, but also um, he's got a book out that looks at both sides of things, you know, bridging two realms, I think is what it's called, super good, um, but I first heard about this from him, um, and my daughter would have been a baby, like four months old, so we're going back to, let me do the math, uh, probably like, I don't know, oh, so, oh seven, oh eight. I can't. I don't. I don't know. Probably 07. Yeah. Gosh, that was a long time ago. So, um, I ended up going down to uh, Austin to attend my first workshop ever um, uh, <laughs> uh, to do with anything that was like mediumship and psychic related. Um, and at the end of the weekend, um, he came up to me and he said something along the lines of like. I really think you should go to this place called Arthur Finley College, it's in England, and I kind of actually laughed this off for a while, I was like, ha ha ha, so, but to put it in context for you, um, I was, I would have been 21, so I was a baby, and um, I had never really left my region, much less left my region alone, Um, and so the thought of going, you know, all the way over to England just wasn't It wasn't in my wheelhouse then. Um, It would take me, I think, like another three years before I made that official jump after I had had my second child. Um, And it has hands down been the best thing I've ever done for my mediumship development. Uh, And I would highly recommend it to anyone interested in this field, even if you don't want to do it professionally, uh, the personal development, the spiritual development, and the overall education that you just get there is absolutely worth it. Um, they say, you know, that like a, a week there is equal to a year in your development. They used to say that. I don't know if they still do. Um, something also like really, really important to know is that you never graduate from this college. Um, you, don't, you don't get a certificate. There's no, you know, degree that you get unless you actually go through the SNU. Um, but it's just generally open to the public for um courses that usually last about a week in duration um and yeah i'm not sponsored by the college i just you know i just really recommend it and also this was an episode idea from you guys so i'm happy to do it let's dive into these questions question number one what is the application process this is a great question (laughs) um So there's no formal application process. It is unlike other colleges in the way that you don't have to get approved to go. Um, how, how it works is that you simply book a course. You pay for it. And when you get there um, and you get kind of tucked into your room, uh, you have these questionnaires that you fill out. And this questionnaire is how they determine what group you'll be put in for for your week. So... Uh, my advice is to be 100% honest with where you're at in your journey and just trust uh, that where you are put is where spirit would have you be. So leave your ego out of it. Just surrender to this process right from the get-go and you'll be put exactly where you're supposed to be. Number two, what is it like to stay there? Um, Man, all I can really say is that like, every time I've ever stayed there, there's been some part of it that has been just absolutely magical. Um, the location has its own energy. Like if you talk to anybody that's gone, they'll be like, it's its, it's own, it's its own country, <laughs> its own planet, its own realm. Um, if you think about it, it's an energy, uh, that has been built for a great deal of time with the spirit world. Um, I encourage you to look up the history. I don't want to go into it in this podcast because it'll it'll turn into a really long episode. But um, the estate itself was gifted to the Spiritualist National Union um, by Arthur Finley. And uh, I think it was the 60s they started doing like development there. So if you think about the 1960s since then, people have been coming and working with the spirit world in that place. So the amount of energy built up and just how smooth it is. I don't use the word portal very often. That place is a portal. It's amazing. Um, there's just this like other worldly feel to it. Um, the, the feeling of spirit is thick and tangible and um, it's just really beautiful. So as far as like what it's like to stay there, like what accommodations would look like, Um, you have different room options. (laughs) Yay! Um, Most of the time, I had a roommate from a different country, and I would hands down have that experience every time I went um, because it was just super cool, and and I'm someone that really, really liked it. Um, If you don't like sharing your room with a stranger, you probably want to get a private room or go with a friend. Um, There was a few times I stayed... Um, with someone that I was dating. It was the same person. We stayed twice there. Um, so the room experience was different then, obviously. Uh, but my best times there were when I had a roommate that I didn't know, that I got to know over an extended period of time. Um, I believe every room has a sink and like a mirror. Uh, but as far as like using the potty or showering, <laughs> uh, you have to go down the hall for that. Um and, and the showers are super private. Uh but it's still kind of like that actual college experience whenever you do that that room option. Um I do think there are in suite options. I've never had one, but I've heard of people who have showers and toilets in their room. I think that's a thing. I don't think I'm speaking, but what every room has is a table with two chairs, an electric kettle, two coffee cups, and your choices of tea either green or uh, black and uh, instant coffee. Uh, So it really feels like a typical English room. I mean, and it's decorated that way. It's it's actually really, really lovely, and and I love staying there. Excuse me, guys. I have a cold, so I'm sure you can hear it in multiple ways. (laughs) Uh, Number three is... What is number three? Tutors you've worked with. Holy cow, are you ready for this? Let's see. Uh, My first tutor would have been Matthew Smith. And I'm glad that he was my first tutor. I think had I had anyone else on that course at that time, I would have crumbled. Um, So Spirit really knew what they were doing when they placed me into his group. And I was definitely like, if there is a group before beginners, like babies, the baby group. That's what I was a part of. I was a part of the baby group <laughs> with Matthew Smith and it was, uh, everything that I needed during that time. So, um, let's see, Helen DeVita, super awesome woman, loved, uh, sitting under oh. Helen DeVita. Libby Clark, um, is pretty damn amazing. Excuse me. She's pretty amazing. Um, and she does some awesome things even now. Um, you know, I'm impressed. I'm still impressed by the work that that woman puts out. The lovely Brenda Lawrence. Uh, I don't actually know if she's still teaching, but if she is, she's she's amazing. Val Williams. I had one of the most legit spiritual experiences um, at a uh, trans-physical mediumship uh, seance that Val Williams did there in the college uh, that I'll tell you about a little bit later. But Tony Stockwell, Andrew Manship, I lightly had the amazing blessing to sit under the late Glenn Edwards. Um, man, he's amazing. He was amazing. His soul is still amazing. Um, he's no longer with us, but uh, to just be in that man's orbit as a little speck was, was a gift. Um, uh, a tutor by the name of Morag, and I tried to look her up, and I couldn't find her, um, and I'm gonna be really, really sad if she's not with us anymore. But she, she does not, uh, she does not show up when I look under tutors. She was super awesome. I think she was Irish, and I just loved her. Um, I've lightly sat under Colin Bates, Maureen Mernon, uh, and Simone Key. So quite a list. Um, and that's that's all I can remember from the courses that I've been on. But all of all of the tutors have played such an important role. Um, to my development, and I cherish each experience that I've had with them. Um, So, yeah, there's that. What were the different classes like? Um, hmm. So each class really depends on the course organizer. So you'll have, you know, the main tutor, the course organizer, who, who really is in charge, I think, of the whole thing. And then they'll pick who they want to teach with them. Um, sometimes you have multiple courses running at once. So the energy, uh, you know, can fluctuate. It can feel different kind of depending on that, uh, with COVID now though, being a thing in our world, I have no idea if this still holds true. So, um, they may only have one course at a time. I don't know, but each course organizer co-creates the syllabus that you'll have for the week. Um, The student body for each course is usually split into three groups that essentially are the beginners or the novice, um, the intermediate and then the advancing mediums. Um, And you have a main tutor that you stay with um, the entire time. So like that tutor is specific to your group. There are opportunities in which the other tutors can come in and speak and teach to your group, but you don't really co-mingle during the day um with the other students from my experience. Uh my experiences. <laughs> um, so uh it's interesting. Um and I'm glad that they do that because we get we get the full spectrum there with the tutors. You are definitely there to work. Um each time slot is packed with work. Sometimes this work looks like sitting with spirit for the entire time and other times uh the the work looks like the labor of spirit communication, reading people back to back to back to back until you're just exhausted. Um, at night, and I, I'm hoping they still do this, at night is when the groups could kind of come together and they would do more of like a group, group, group thing. Um, sometimes that was a seance. Sometimes it was a special lecture, um, but it was super cool. You found yourself listening to the Spiritual Banks podcast. With your host Nicole Banks All right, on to the next question. What do you eat? <laughs> my friends, <laughs> you eat traditional English food. Um, this could have changed since 2014, which was my last time there, but I'm pretty sure it's just like the typical typical English, menu. So you have like bangers and mash and fish and chips and custard and beans on toast. And well, you get the picture. It's, it's pretty, uh, pretty British food. Uh, the desserts are always good though. I've never not eaten dessert there. So yeah. Number six, what is the schedule like? Um, every time I've ever attended the college, we had the same formatted schedule. And of course, it changes a little bit depending on your course organizer. So, um, And also, it may be different now. Maybe since 2014, it's changed. I have no idea. Um, but that being said, you would get up, uh, you would have breakfast. And I believe the first group started at like 9 a.m. And you had the option with some some courses I was on, you had the option of like joining everybody in the sanctuary or in the blue room to sit with spirit before the day started. And that was usually at like 8.30 um, so from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., you're learning and you're working and you're learning and you're working and you're learning and you're working and you're eating and you're taking a tea break because, um, you know, you are in England. Um, but I think we had, you know, it was breakfast, lunch and dinner and then two tea, two tea breaks. And then at nine o'clock, everybody kind of released to the bar Um, That was next to the sanctuary. It's still a part of the college to get a soda or a drink or um, some nights they did karaoke and some nights you dance. So, you know, you had that time to blow off steam. I will say this. I learned very quickly in my first week ever there that this was not a vacation, that you're there to work. So keep that in mind when you sign up. (laughs) Do you work with or are you friends with any of your AFC peers? Absolutely. Um, I have been really blessed to meet some really awesome people from all over the world uh, during my time at AFC. Um, Some of them have become lifelong friends, and I still talk to them regularly to this day. There's a truck going by, so I'm sorry if it picked up on the mic. It was pretty loud. Um, Yeah, so I, I still talk to them regularly to this day. Uh, but for the sake of privacy, I won't name names per se, but um, the ones that I've worked with publicly I can name uh, and that I've actually met at AFC. uh, uh Wynn-Davies is one of them. He's from Australia. I think he lives in the Netherlands now with his beautiful fiancé and his two daughters. Um, Deborah Livingston from the East Coast. We met at AFC. We worked together and we chat Um, And of course, I've worked with several mediums that have attended the college, but not while I was there, Um, like Lauren Rainbow and David Scott and Colby Rubble. Um, All in all, I just feel really blessed on this journey um, to have been in the energy of some really amazing people. Okay, so what are some incredible stories from your time spent there? Oh, man, Um, it's so magical there. It really is. But let me think. Uh, It's hard to narrow it down. Uh, There was one trip there um, in which I can't remember which time it was, uh, but I was having a really difficult time sleeping and I decided to go down to the back gardens, um, which, if you have never seen pictures, I will explain to you, is so unbelievably beautiful. Um, The roses there on the gardens, in the gardens, are amazing. They've got some really beautiful trees, Um, but they've got a lot of these park benches and you can sit on these park benches. And I was sitting on a park bench that was looking out towards uh, the tulip tree that they have there on the grounds, which is amazing. And it's been there for a very long time. Um, And there was just this beautiful fog sitting just above the grass. And I was looking and I could see very clearly two sets of legs walking around, and at first you go like, well, "I'm sure other people can't sleep as well. They're coming from all, you know, who knows where, all over, right?" And then I realized these legs were not attached to an upper body, <laughs> and they were uh, they they were solid, but they were not. It was it's really interesting to try to explain, but there was a transparency to them. I could see that they belonged to two men um, that had black slacks on. Um, And it is still, to this day, like one of the most enchanting things I've ever seen connected to the spirit world. Let's see. Um, Oh, I had this experience on my first trip there. They used, I don't know if they still do, but they used to have this this little payphone that would call out that students would use who didn't have international plans on their phone. And I didn't for the longest time, Um, but you could, you know, pop your, your coinage in there and call home. And I was calling my kids and it was ringing. And so I'm at the top of the stairs and the top of the stairs, there's also a museum, like a little museum up there. So there's a lot of energy. It's got all of these older things from the movement pictures and, and things that belong to, uh, you know, old, old tutors, we'll put it that way. Um, But I, uh, I looked over while I was waiting for my family to answer the phone, which they never did. And it was the energy next to me was just, I don't know, it was moving in such a mystical way it was like looking through waves in the middle of the air it was bizarre and i just got this overwhelming sense that i was not alone obviously but then this overwhelming sense that i was that whatever this was was pleased with me and um it just brought me a lot of peace and i had my assessment the next day um which is like a reading uh, from one of the the tutors. And uh, this tutor goes, "Uh, I've just become aware of Gordon Higginson, who was the president of the Arthur Finley College for some time. He passed away in 1993, very beloved. But I, I I just became aware that Gordon Higginson was at the top of the stairs last night when you were on the payphone. And he just wants you to know that he's happy you're here. And he's happy about all the great things you're going to do. And I think my jaw hit the floor. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, that feeling you have when someone's, like, telling you something amazing. Um, so that, that was definitely, it's the top of my list. Uh, some other ones. Uh, Seeing Glenn Edwards demonstrate on platform. I am so happy that I got to see him do that before he passed away. And there's nothing like it. Like absolutely nothing like it. He could spit out addresses that these people lived at. I mean it was like he knew them personally and, you know, I've never I've never seen mediumship in person ever match that. So that was always super cool. And then of course seeing Val Williams demonstrate her trance and physical mediumship. Um, I used to be super, super skeptical of trance. Even though I believed in it, I was still super skeptical because it can be really easy to fake. There are a lot of frauds out there. And um, the energy of the room is indescribable. Like I, It was so heavy in that room. And your attention was just pulled to the medium. And um, what did it for me, right? was this overlay that was thick. Like you couldn't even see Val's face anymore, but this overlay of of this old woman's face over my tutor's face, I was freaked out and couldn't move all at once. I was just like mesmerized and it was the most beautiful message of love, um, that I've ever heard. And that sold me on mediumship, uh, which is funny to say, because I was already doing it for some time. But there are times in which you go like, man, am I just making all of this up? But man, seeing, seeing spirit just lets you know, like, no, you're not. It's real. This is all real. Um, you know, these senses exist. And and for me, that was especially for, for physical mediumship and trance mediumship. That was, that took the cake. So... Yeah. Yeah. So what is a memory that brings a smile to your face? When you think of AFC? Oh, man. Um, my late roommate, Audrey Hall, every time I think of her, I smile and she just recently died maybe a handful of months ago. Um, and it was too soon and it was sudden. Um, and we laughed so much. And we had some really Very real, very raw conversations together about our life, the direction we wanted our life to go, things that we were proud of, things that we were ashamed of, things that nobody knew. Um, And I'm absolutely a better person for having known her. So always brings a smile to my face. This is a good question. Uh, An experience in which you were taken out of your comfort zone and grew. I would say every experience I ever had my very first week there, um, was that for me. It was just this constant journey of being taken out of my comfort zone and growing, um, from standing up in front of others to talking, uh, talking to others, um, to connecting to spirit for one person after the other. I, I grew a lot during those weeks and I am, I am so thankful for the people that I met on that specific course. Um, there, was a, there was a man named Lucas that I met there and um, older gentleman and very much so kind of took me under his wing. Um, and we're, we're still friends to this day. Um, we still try to catch each other on Skype from time to time. Uh, but I think I would have absolutely crumbled without him there, without that father figure there for me because I was terrified. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just another person that brings a smile to my face when I think of them, but yeah, every, every experience my first week did that for me. If you went back, what instructor, what instructor, what instructor, we're going to get there guys. It's going to be good. (laughs) If you went back, what instructor would you hope for? Uh, first of all, I really, really hope I do get to go back. I hope that 2014, is not the last time I step foot on that campus. Um, as far as tutors go, it's really whoever Spirit would have me sit under. Um, I 100% trust the process. Um, and I've never gone into a course putting all my hopes into sitting under a specific tutor. I um, How I pick a course is not based off the tutors. It's based off sitting with Spirit first um, and then seeing which title kind of calls out to me which course title screams at me and then also like what time of year is it um but it's all very spirit-led and so i i would continue to let spirit do their thing last question Ooh. man okay oh you guys went straight in for this one okay what would you change about your experiences if you could go back and do so this is a really deep question for me um it's a good one, but it's deep. And usually I would say I wouldn't change anything because it's made me who I am. And, um, you know, every experience matters and that's all true. Um, however, I would absolutely change the fact that when I went in 2011, um, I got romantically involved with a fellow student who was 21 years older than me. Um, that relationship was so damaging to my mental health. Uh, to my emotional health, to my physical health, to my friendships, to my uh, f- family relationships, to my journey overall. It was, it was a damaging relationship. It was, um, it was, it was bad. Um, and the person that I was in that relationship is someone I don't think I'd even recognize today. Uh, it has taken a lot of therapy and a lot of tears and a lot of processing to heal from that just that two-year adventure into insanity. Um, so if I could change one thing, uh, I, I, I would have kept my focus on the entire reason I was at the college in the first place, which was to grow within my relationship with spirit. And I think that I did that to an extent, um, but I definitely got sidetracked. Um, so that's the only one though. That's the only experience out of all of them. So that's good, right? You guys, thank you so much for listening I hope that you found it at the very least intriguing today. If you like this episode, please feel free to subscribe to the Spiritual Banks Podcast. We are on social media, both on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to give us a like or a follow. As always, we appreciate any time you share the Spiritual Banks Podcast. And if you'd like, give us a review. Until next time, we hope you know that the universe loves you, spirit loves you, and that we love you.